Welcome back to DC Beer Show, everybody. We are dcbeer.com at DC Beer across social media. Brandy, so nice to see you. What are you drinking this evening? Hi, Jake. Hey, everybody. Um, what I'm not drinking is all of the Snally beers that I was drinking. <laughs> uh, sadly, Snally's over. Um, but right now, well, not currently right now, but earlier, I drank a pumpkin spiced brown ale, PSB, from my dear friends over at Streetcar 82. It is a whopping 5.8%. Yeah, you heard that. Uh, and you know how I feel about brown ales. So I'm I'm pretty, pretty happy. Um, what are you drinking, Mr. Stein? Well, Miss Brandy, I'm drinking Ancho Kints. It's an easy short name, Kints. Gorgeous deep flavor. Beautiful botanical gin thing going on. I honestly thought of you, Brandy, when I was trying this because I was like, "Ooh, this is kind of forest flory for me." But I bet Brandy would love this. Um, but it's dry cider and it's truly dry, and it reminds me of like Happy Trees, the Cedra Verde. It's that classic back to the well we go. The Isastegi, the uh, other Bosque Cedra names I can't remember right now, but it's just wonderfully dry. And as a person with diabetes, it's only four grams of carbohydrates per 12 ounces, which, you know, save like an Isasteggy cider, which has zero grams of carbohydrates per whatever ounces. It's pretty remarkable. Jordan, what are you imbibing this fine evening? Uh, so I've I've yet to get over the fact that Snally is gone. So uh, shout out to NRG and the folks over at Blue Jacket having their flagship tonight. Lost weekend, the Citra IPA, 7%. Got to do something local for the folks. Uh, Jake, what's your take? What are you having? Jordan, I am going to have to agree with you because I have here Blue Jacket's Relentless, there which go. is a 7%. Hazy IPA hopped with Jordan, you and my favorites, Nectaron, as well as a little bit of Mosaic. Um, yes. Proceeds from four-pack cans of this beer, as well as buying it on draft at Blue Jacket and other energy spots. Go to support Planned Parenthood because abortion access is DCAF. So thank you, Blue Jacket, the energy team for Snally. Thank you also for these beers. All right. Before we get into the stuff... This upcoming Sunday is Denizen's last day in Silver Spring. Uh-huh. Um, that kind of sucks. And hopefully we will see some of you there. Yeah, uh, for sure on Friday tonight, uh, I have solicited all of my fellow nerds to participate in a game night at Denizen's uh, just for the last hurrah. I'm not sure how many games we'll actually play because I'm sure it's going to be packed but we're going to at least try to do so. Um, so if you see a group of nerds huddled with a Catan board, uh, it is I come by and say hello. <laughs> uh, anything else fun going on this weekend? Uh, Halloween is just around the corner. You guys tracking anything? Uh, Halloween's the best holiday. Um, I was so busy with Snally that I actually haven't even decorated for Halloween yet, but I know that there are a lot of Halloween things going on. Um, there's stuff over going on at Atlas and DC Brow, but I'm pretty sure there's a huge blowout uh, over at Baby Cat, right? Oh, yeah. there It is their anniversary or Halloversary. It's, it's the largest costume party Kensington has ever had. 
uh, and they have beers to complement largest uh, party. So definitely, if you are looking for something to do a week from, well, actually next Saturday, not even a week from today, a week and a day, eight days from today, uh, at the time, this is October 20th, I had a great conversation with the folks over at Baby Cat Brewery, my fellow Marylanders. I have uh, Terry, Sam, and Phil. Uh, how are you guys doing tonight? Really well. Great, Jordan. Yeah, having a good day. <laughs> Most folks have heard about Baby Cat, but for those that haven't heard about Baby Cat, Terry, I'm wondering if you could give the folks a spiel. Who is Baby Cat? Where are you guys at? And uh, what do you guys do? So we are located in the town of Kensington, and we've been open uh, hair under a year now. And uh, we're a community brewery. Phil Zanello is our uh, is our head brewer, and and the vision, the concept, and the kind of the uh, the mood of Baby Cat has all been driven by Sam Musamelli, uh, who I guess the better parts of three years ago uh, reached out to me. Uh, we had had a relationship before; we had worked together in the past, and uh, kind of when when the pandemic came about, Sam really wanted to to kind of down the road, maybe four or five, six years down the road. Uh, start a brewery. And um, so he was coming to me for advice. I had kind of a little bit of a mentor relationship with him. And uh, we started kind of working through some scenarios and it. And pretty soon we were meeting weekly. And um, finally, I'm like, are you interested in partnering on this? And he's like, that's the only way my wife will let me do this. <laughs> so, so that was kind of the beginning. I said, we should do it. We should do it big and we should do it in Kensington. And then at that point that just launched everything. Um, Kensington was a dry, uh, was a dry town, uh, until really, uh, about 2019 when the state granted them eight, uh, alcohol licenses. We were fortunate enough to get the eighth. Um, the location where we're in is a, uh, uh, kind of a converted auto repair shop. And um, it had a big roll up garage door. It had two big windows in the front and uh, it was kind of tucked away under the railroad tracks in this little kind of obscured area. And it just had this really cool vibe. So, um, so we kind of, you know, kind of uh, started talking to the landlord about it and told him our vision. We wanted a community brewery. We didn't want to do food. We wanted to, you know, allow patrons to bring their own food, you know, family friendly, uh, welcoming to everybody. And we've just, you know, it's just been completely well received. And like, it's been overwhelming kind of the, uh, uh, the, the support of the community has been tremendous. The support of the town has been incredible. Our first hire was Phil Zanello, who, um, was working at a, as a head brewer in, um, or lead brewer, sorry, in at Lone Oak. But essentially what this is, is it's Sam's vision, Sam's passion. And we found just a cool little town that we both, I live in Kensington. Um, Phil recently moved to just outside Kensington and, and, and Sam lives right, you know, just outside Kensington. So it, it's just, it, it's just a really cool spot that, um, that it's been, it's been really rewarding and really kind of really a pretty awesome project to, to take on and just see how it's, uh, how it's all come about. Yeah. And, and definitely like right by the tracks, the, the space that you guys have and all the hard work you guys put into it. Uh, I, I've been encouraging folks to go out there as often as I can, because, uh, me being just outside of Kensington myself and in the Wheaton Silver Spring area, Baby Cat is right there. So it's it's perfect yeah. you know, for, for me. Uh, Sam, turning to you, 
with this kind of being your love child, it, it seems to you that you were kind of the the initial brains behind the operation. Uh, what pieces have you? What pieces of yourself have you brought to Baby Cat? Um, well, the 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 overall kind of vibe of the place and the what the tap room is and what the feel of the place is was something that I've been planning unbeknownst to myself for a long time, probably eight years. And uh, like Terry said, about three years, I started getting real serious. And once I was given the go ahead to go off on it, I pretty much went off on it. And there's a lot of things that I see that I just, you know, wish other places were. And I feel like I've made our place, everything that I felt like those places were kind of lacking. You know, I wanted it as warm and as homey and as inviting and as like, you just don't want to leave as possible. And to that point about it being very homey and not wanting to leave, uh, I've always like, I think what you guys did with the tap room is just exceptional. So I've been to a number of breweries in my day and most of them, they just kind of have the standard bar stools, the standard counter, standard taps. Uh, They might have a couch might that's a, a a big might but most times it's just those those you know steel chairs hard floor not really that aesthetically pleasing you guys on the other hand have just so much character so i think you've done a, an exceptional job with that uh, i also noticed you guys were building out a, a brand new deck that i believe is ready now is that correct is, is the deck live now or is it going live soon it's pretty live yeah. It's pretty live right now. <laughs> okay. It's not approved, but it's pretty live. It's live. It, it, we, we can't. Don't say the word alive, but live. Okay. Yes. When do That's you guys? Too many letters. When would it be open to the public officially? Uh, we're hoping to get a, a approval this week. So yeah. um, we had to get two kind of components done. We had to get the electrical approved. Uh, well, the electrical done and the electrical approved. And then we had to get a, uh, the county required this survey, which was incredibly expensive right at the end of the project. So we had to, we had a survey company out there today making sure the deck was properly placed on the property line and not, um, not infringing on the, uh, on the park property, which is uh, adjacent to our space. So uh, we feel pretty confident that by this weekend, we will have we'll have county approval. Gotcha. But it should add about 50 seats to the um, to the location where we have you know we have the we have the patio. Now we have the deck. We have the hidden garden. We have the kind of the lawn and the wood chip area. So we have our, our outdoor space can probably accommodate close to you know 150, 170 people, which is pretty awesome. Yeah. With a hundred person um, indoor tap room too. Yeah. 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 Most certainly. Uh, sign me up. I, I can help approve the deck. Uh, Phil, turning to you, with your experience at Lone Oak, did you, were there any particular beers you were excited to brew or like bring to the Kensington area? Or was it just more of a, uh, we'll keep it safe because this is a pretty, uh, dare I say, slow town? Uh, like what, what was your thoughts about <laughs> behind brewing? Oh, no. It's just for, for Baby Cat, I wanted to scrap everything I'd done at Lone Oak. And like, I just wanted to use my experience at other places and just brew something that I like and Sam likes and Terry likes. And then at the same time, 
kind of keeping it with like s- like sections that people haven't experienced yet. So we do like uh, like everyone these days. If you go to a brewery, you probably see people doing lagers and then hazy IPAs and then sour beers. And we we do have some of those um, you know sections or groups available in there, but we also want to do something a little bit different. And uh, we don't we don't just brew something because it sells. We brew something because we like, and then we want the public to experience too. So we do have an alt beer that is something that we felt like it should be like a flagship and it's really, really good. And we do other beers that breweries don't do like, like a rock beer. We, we have that currently right now. And then uh, we are also like experience experimenting with like seasonals and we have a bunch of like one-offs that we're hoping to do in the future. So it'll be like an ongoing. So every time you go to the tap room, you, you find something new at the same time. Uh, we keep perfecting our recipes and just trying like as, as best as we can to um, provide something that's like super easy drinking. I think al- almost all of our beers are on the lower ABV side. So okay. if you go in there, you're probably going to find something that you like to drink. Uh, having said that, we have uh, a 15% beer that's coming out <laughs> next weekend for, <laughs> for our anniversary party. <laughs> Is that a barley wine you guys are doing? Is that a barrel aged stout, or what's that look like? Yeah, that, people have to come and see. Like, what, what's the what's the skinny on that one? What do you think, Sam? Should should we tell them, or should they? Um, yeah, have at it. We should it's tell a, them. It's a, yeah, it's a Russian imperial yeah. stout. Oof. Russian imperial stout that we actually, I guess you could say, we split the batch. So a portion of it went in the can, uh, straight from the uni tank, straight from the tank, um, <clears throat> or from the bright. I mean. And then the other portion of it, we we oak aged, we aged on some American white oak soaked in whiskey. So it kind of gave it a little bit more like of a dark cherry and a lot of vanilla kind of flavors to it. But it also has like this big chocolatey roasty backbone. It's it's really good. Um, it's not really. I don't really drink 15% beers anymore, <laughs> but I will be drinking this one. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I don't know if a 15% is a good shift beer to, to have uh, all day. So I, yeah. I, I don't blame you. I don't blame you for that. Uh, the, the people want to know, do you guys think you'll ever get into distribution or not? And if not, why not? So No. No, that's really, I'll just flat out say it, that's not a goal. It never was from the beginning. There's no desire to take over the world. Um, you know, I forget who it is. Phil might know, but it was a famous, uh, wasn't Sam, but they said it at CBC where uh, it was, it's a quote that says, I envision a United States where every small town has its own brewery and they brew yeah, the I think beer. It's Charlie Papazian. Was it Papazian? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, he he I think he was kind of um that was part of his deal. He wanted he wanted it to be kind of an open kind of kind of society, if you will, where people shared all the recipes and that's that's happened. And uh and he also wanted to be uh yeah, every little yeah. town had their own brewery, which is kind of 
where we are. That's kind of a desire for us too. And the town is yeah really kind of taking ownership of the brewery. It's not Baby yeah. Cat Brewery in Kensington. It's Kensington's Brewery to everybody <laughs> yeah. that comes there, which is but I, I will tell awesome. you, Jordan, it's, it, it's a really interesting question because we we even Phil and I were talking about it yesterday. Um, it's just we're we're having such a good time doing this, and everything you read, everyone you talk to is like you know all the enjoyment just floods away uh, as soon as you get into distribution. And and uh, the flip side of that is you have people coming in all the time like, hey, we'd love to get your beer down here. We'd love to get your beer here. Um, sometimes it's you know like we're just starting a business where you know in millions of dollars of debt, and it's it, you know you kind of think, well, yeah, you know like let's go down that road. But every time we all, the fallback is, you know, that we're having too much fun to, to kind of, to kind of, you know, start making work a headache every single day. So yeah. like Sam said, and is we've been pretty adamant about, you know, uh, uh, we don't want to ru- rule the world. We, uh, we just like to have a, a little corner that we've made pretty cool and, uh, and helped a community to, uh, to find a meeting place. And so, that's what we'll say about that. Yeah, and I mean, I, I, I would say I think you've succeeded. Uh, if last year, or excuse me, earlier this year's uh, St. Patty's Day is any you know proof of that concept or, or Summerfest, yeah. I mean, I think the community yeah. there, I think they were starving for that that place to go to have like that neighborhood yeah. spot to to get great beer. I saw some rumblings on social media about a Halloween party. Is that is that is that what's coming up this this week? Uh, Sam, you, you've been excited about this for a while. Uh, you want to tell us about the Halloween? It's Sam's fa- first of all. It's Sam's favorite holiday. He thinks it's a holiday. <laughs> okay. So we, we, you know, we don't we don't want to tell him any different. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> it's the one year anniversary yeah. holiday. That's what it is. Yeah. Well, we were you know basically the tap room was ready probably two weeks before we opened. Uh, so I figured, you know. I asked the town, hey, do you guys ever do a Halloween party? And they said, no. And I said, can we claim it? And they said, <laughs> go ahead. I said, all right, it's on. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, October 28th, Saturday, um, we are having a all-day uh, Halloween anniversary. It's our first anniversary, and it will be Halloween weekend every year moving forward. Um, costumes pretty much recommended. Uh or required uh, any prizes for yes yes absolutely absolutely great question big big prizes not <laughs> like oh you get a free beer we're talking three figures is that the 15.1 percent <laughs> three uh, figures <laughs> Talking three figures with a dollar sign in front of it jordan <laughs> and no decimal right. point or a gift card. Or a, yeah, gift, or a card. gift card. <laughs> okay. Or a gift card with a designated value to it. <laughs> gotcha. If you put in the decimal point, it's going to be three figures. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Well, with a decimal point, it could be five, potentially. <laughs> so we are hoping for a big turnout, um, Jordan. We this is we are so psyched about this uh, this event, and and Sam has like if you spend any time with him, he's going to bring out his previous Halloween costumes. That go back, you know, probably 15 years, and he is just he, every every one is like bananas, and he is like all in. Uh, so it's uh, I know it's a fun holiday uh, for him. We're um, 
we're we're super excited to not as not only have we been open a year but just to uh just to have really Ken, kensington's only halloween party um and we're gonna have bands there we're gonna have fire know, trucks again, coming trucks. down yeah the fire trucks will have things for kids it'll be uh, um it should be a really it should be an exhausting day for us but it'll be it'll be fun as hell all right. Yeah, no doubt. And I'm sure it'll be uh, extra fun for those that drink that uh, 15% Russian Imperial. Uh, so, <laughs> exactly. So, so definitely get your hands yeah, on that and, uh, and keep your eyes peeled to uh, Baby Cat Brewery on social media. That's where we can see all the events that they have come down the pipe, as well as the awesome beers that Phil is cranking out. So uh, just to give you guys your flowers for not only bringing a, 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 a great craft brewery to my area and also to the wonderful state of Maryland, but to also not just sticking with the the general mold of hazy IPA Pilsner. Uh, I mean, I, I haven't talked to every every brewery in America, but most of the ones I've talked to, they don't have a, a pumpkin beer, an alt beer, a Russian Imperial, a Kolsch, and some hazy IPAs uh, just to complement that on tap. So um, awesome lineup. Thank you guys for uh, taking the time out of the day to, to be on the DC Beer Show. Cheers, gents, and have a good night. Thank you, Jordan. And uh, you've been a great supporter of ours. And uh, this has been a, um, a this is our first podcast. So it's been super cool. And uh, thanks for inviting us. Oh, yeah, yeah. You've been a great host. You've been awesome. Yeah, thank you very much. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Thanks yeah. for all the support. Yeah. Happy to have you guys. And I'll continue to support. Keep cracking out the good beer. Definitely make your way to Kensington to support my good friends over at Baby Cat. Uh, they got some wonderful surprises and costumes are welcome. So uh, if you have a costume that'll win the day, go prove it. Uh, go to Baby Cat for the Halloween party. Mike, I want to ask you a question and Jake and Jordan, how much do you miss Snally already? Because I know, I know we did a lot of work, but it was great work and we didn't do as much work as the NRG people. Cause they, they freaking crushed it. And they, they were like a well-oiled machine, but I was so excited. And, and I mean, honestly, words are escaping me right now. I was so happy about having the DC beer stage, um, seeing everybody join us, um, not only the panelists, the amazing panelists that we had, but the guests walking by and listening, our friends. And I think we all did a solid job. And I want to say thank you to uh, Greg and Bruno and Tim and Stephanie for having us there. Um, I I know that they had a lot of nice things to say as well, but I cannot wait for next year. So if you saw us at Snally, make sure you um, make sure you share those photos with us and uh, give us your feedback on our our panel. Randy, I got a question to ask you. Truth, are you a chef? Because you keep feeding me soup. <laughs> Uh, uh, I'm cutting onions in here. It's real dusty up in this kitchen right now. I'm just getting a little sniffly thinking about Snally, but I have to give a massive shout out to our friend Amber, the one and only, uh, for making us look good. She just shared with on the DC beer group chat, uh, beautiful, uh, images that she was shooting on Snally day, but also Snally weekend. Um, you'll see those trickling out on social media. Brandy, thank you for making us look so good on IG and across all platforms. But um, I didn't even notice. I saw Jordan, you were kicking it with Ale Sharpton and some other notable members of our beer community. And I was just like, damn, I have FOMO 
And I was there on Saturday, but you know, I missed Friday, I missed Sunday. So um, I'm already missing something that happened not even a week ago when you'll hear this podcast, DC Beer Land. Freaking ditto. Yeah. Jordan was hanging out with a beery godmother. And I was like, how did I just meet her uh, after Snally? Oh. Um, you know, but you know, we were on stage. Jordan was walking around doing his thing and being mingles, which is normally what I do, but I'm glad one of us was doing it. So, uh, second to being thankful for Amber, love Amber. Ugh, love Amber. Love you, Amber. <laughs> and, and, and truly I, I, I did have the opportunity to, to mix and mingle, but it was only because you guys put together marvelous panels. So definitely keep monitoring the DC beer space. You'll see a lot of, uh, especially if you're subscribed to our Patreon, you'll see a lot of that, that content come out because uh, the hops panel, the mixed fermentation panel, uh, the women in BIPOC panel, it's just excellent. So, you know, I, I appreciate that collectively uh, and really driven by uh, you three wonderful folks and shout out to Papa Beer as well. But wait, there's more. I'm here with Jim Bachman from Grow and Fortify talking about the Baltimore Craft Beer Festival. Jim, take it away. Jake, I really appreciate you having me here. Um, yeah, we're stoked on the Baltimore Craft Beer Festival this year. Come out and celebrate with us at Canton Waterfront Park on Boston Street in uh, beautiful downtown Baltimore, looking right over the uh, Baltimore Harbor. We've got a really wonderful event planned for Saturday, November the 4th. We'll be uh, having a great time from noon to 5 p.m. at this beautiful park. And uh, the event's going to be a great one. We've got 50 Maryland breweries. We've got some heritage brands like Heavy Seas, the Brewer's Art, Brewer's Alley, brands that have been around for almost three decades uh, producing and slinging Maryland beer. We've got some great up-and-comers. We've got brands like Sapwood Cellars joining us, Idiom out of Frederick. And then we've got some really great breweries in planning uh, who are not yet hosting people in their own tasting rooms, but are bringing their beers to market, showcasing what these brands look like and telling you what their future is going to be in the next few years. So really great opportunities to try more than 200 beers from more than 50 breweries. We've got live music throughout the event. We have three great live bands, Natalie Brooks Band. We have Joe Keys and the Late Bloomer Band. And then we have a great band called the Derailers that'll be there. Uh, we'll have a wonderful guest MC. Our friend Finn, better known as the Poor of Baltimore, will be uh, giving everybody some play-by-play -play from the main stage, introducing our bands. He'll also have a really fun time this year helping us to announce the winners of the 2023 Maryland Craft Beer Competition. The final judging for that competition takes place at this festival. You get to watch the judges try all of the best-in-class beers that were there, and then we will announce who the overall winner of the competition is. They get a really cool trophy, and they get to show it off with everybody at this great party. Um, and then when you're there, we've got local vendors for you, artisan vendors, different kinds of retailers from around the Baltimore area, and then we've got wonderful food trucks and uh, food tents that'll be there serving up food that everybody wants. We've got two tiers of tickets this year. The Beer Geek Festival Pass is available for folks who would like to enjoy an hour and a half of leisurely sampling before the big crowd gets there. You get early access to any kind of limited release or exclusive beers that will be offered. You get an upgraded glass, very nice Belgian glass versus a little sampling glass. Uh, and you get the opportunity to rub elbows with folks who are going to be a little bit more um, pinned down by people asking them questions and telling them how much they love their beer throughout the event. Uh, we also have a regular tasting pass that allows guests to come in from 1.30 on to enjoy 
samples and uh, all of those details and passes can be found at baltimorecraftbeerfestival.com. We've got one more event coming up for you the same weekend as the Baltimore Craft Beer Festival. The day before that, Friday, November 3rd, is Last Call American Beer in a Changing Climate over at the American History Museum, the Smithsonian. It's going to have some pretty cool special guests, including some beer from Wheatland Spring and guests, Andrea Stanley, founder of Valley Malt in Massachusetts, up in Holyoke, Victoria Garza, who is the Latin American sales manager at Yakima Chief Hops in Yakima, Washington. Uh, She also is the co-founder of the Migrant Beer Collaboration, which honors the labor and expertise of Mexican hop workers in the Pacific Northwest. Um, Denise Ford Sabadogo from Montclair Brewing Company in Montclair, New Jersey. Uh, She and her husband have West African and Caribbean heritage in their backgrounds, which means think of beer with different kinds of grain, phonio, uh, sorghum even, and then perhaps the addition of hibiscus, which we should be familiar with. Also, Morgan Al Crisp, who's the one of the co-owners of Seven Clans Brewing in Asheville, North Carolina. It's a woman-owned, Cherokee-owned brewery. So there's going to be small bites as well as five-ounce samples of beer. But wait, there's more because Brandy and Jordan, along with some of the folks from the Women's Brew Culture Club, helped pick hops from the Smithsonian Victory Gardens outside the American History Museum. And then DC homebrewers have brewed two beers featuring Cascade Nugget and Willamette, damn it, hops. So anyway, we'll put that up on the show notes. uh, But if you go to AmericanHistory.si.edu, you can get information there. Uh, We will definitely see you there as well. We have one more special guest. We sat down in between our Snallygaster panels, our very own Brandy, along with NRG's head of beer, Greg Engert, sat down for a chat. Take it away. What What are the highlights of this year that maybe were different from last year that you are enjoying and maybe want to implement next year? Every year, this is the 11th year we've done it, we always look at it and say like, what can we do better? And we send out uh, an email that asks people, like, what do you think? How did it go? And everything else. And some of the things we did this year, it's, it's, you might not even notice it, but we put all of the food, like, in the center. Uh, we were very deliberate about communicating where it was. We, You're getting thumbs we, up we for that. tripled the amount of water that we have, and then we were very deliberate about where we put that. Um, we spent extra time talking about how to get people in faster. So um, for anybody who gets that email that says, like, what, uh, what would you change? We actually read them, and we do change things based on that. Um, so, yeah, it, those are some of the things. But, you know, we also, we're just lucky every year more and more brewers come here. They spend their time and their money to come here and hang out with folks, which I think makes it even more fun, um, and send us incredible beers that, like, we can't believe we can get. So um, it's, it's amazing. And adding the DC Beer podcast stage was a dream. You guys are also very responsive and organized. <laughs> so that, that's that been, we have a great little team, and we all really are volunteers at DC Beer. 
We really don't get paid for anything. Um, but we do this because we are big craft beer nerds and and not just nerds, but we are advocates. We know that a lot of work and dedication and love go into making good beer and making a good experience for the beer drinkers. Um, and we recognize that with the Snallygaster every single year. It's incredible. It's, so many people come out for it still. And of course, it is our single biggest fundraiser for Arcadia. Center for Sustainable Food and Agriculture. Every year, it's a nonprofit that Michael Babin, our founder um, and CEO, started back in 2011. Uh, it does incredible work for uh, food and people in the D.C. area and beyond. And um, we're honored to work with them, and it's great. Every, uh, literally, the money made here goes to them. And, I, you know, some people get that, others don't. But I, I think it's really important that we talk about that. It's very cool. Like, I don't think you guys realize, I just learned this this morning, that even um, the merch and everything goes toward our, like, everything, right? Yeah, everything left over, yeah. After, uh, that, that's what we do. Um, and it's always been the biggest thing we started. And, and you know, it's, it's grow- the organization has grown so well. Um, it's, been, it's been amazing. So, yeah, it's fun to do that. Um, we're really honored to have this. And even just to be at the space, that's the other thing I think people don't realize, is back when it used to rain all the time, we were next to Nats Stadium or in Union Market. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now we've been out here for, I think, five or six years, and we're never going back. It's, a, it's an incredible place to be. Everyone, cheers to NRG. Cheers to Snally. Happy Snally, everybody. Happy Snally. This was great. We'll expand this next year uh, and, and keep doing it. I just want to say, DC Beer has been amazing. Richard, Brandy, you guys do incredible work. Jake and Mike, obviously, and so many other people. We really appreciate what you do. I know it's a labor of love, um, and uh, but it's a big part of this. And I was excited for that. I wanted the, the brewers here to know about DC Beer and to know that that exists in a city. You know, like not every city has an organization like this, uh, and I think it's very special. So thank you very much. Thank you, Brandy, and thank you, Greg Engert. Thank you so much, Greg Engert and the Energy Crew. Also, thank you to Sam, Phil, Terry, and the Baby Cat Crew. Everybody, um, trick-or-treat safely. Have a happy, healthy, lovely Halloween. Pair it with candy. Um, Tell us what you like about it. Beer and candy go well together. Add us on social media. We're at DCBeer, dcbeer.com. Be well to each other, everybody. Back at it soon. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Bye.